Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer and episode 275 of the Speaking Club podcast. I want to open the show today with a quote from Italian physician and educator Maria Montessori. The development of language is part of the development of the personality. For words are the natural means of expressing thoughts and establishing understanding between people. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hey, hey, I hope you're well. If you're in the US, happy Thanksgiving. Before we get into the show, I just want to share a little story. It's actually sort of, it's not a Black Friday story, it's related to shopping, but it's a little story of something strange that happened to me last week. See what you think about this. Okay, so my running shoes were knackered and I needed to get a new pair. You need to know that when I'm looking to get a product, I become super focused on it until I've got the thing. I think about it a lot and do a bunch of research. Frankly, I get a bit obsessed. So after doing all of that with the running shoes, I narrow it down to two brands, one called Hoka and the other called On. Then M, my other half, says, Sarah, you know your feet are a bit dodgy. They are. Why don't we go and try some on and then you'll know what works. So the Saturday before last, as I'm recording this, I go to the shops to try on some shoes and the assistant recommends... Hoka Clifton 9 model and the On Cloud Stratus. Bear with me, this detail will become important. Anyway, both models feel great, but when I get home and look at prices, I decide to go for the Ons as they're on sale and I order them. Fast forward to Friday of the following week and a package arrives addressed to me when I unwrap it Inside is a Hoka box, which contains a brand new pair of Hoka Clifton 9s in my size. But there's no order sheet inside, there's nothing, just the shoes. And I was like, oh no, they've sent me the wrong trainers. Someone else must have got my ons. I find the company I ordered the ons from, phone them up. The lady has a look and she says... This is really weird because no one else ordered shoes the days that yours were sent out. And then she asked me, what colour packaging did they come in? So I said, grey. And she said, well, we only send ours out in purple packaging. So they didn't come from us. And by the way, your on shoes are going to be delivered tomorrow. So I was super confused. I thought, have I ordered these hokers in my sleep? Have I lost the plot? So I look through my credit card statements, bank accounts, emails. Emma's looking through stuff too. Uh, I just wanted to see if I'd somehow managed to order the hokers as well without realising it. But there's nothing. No money out, no order, no emails, no nothing. So then M grabs the packaging, looks at the return address and uh, looks up where what it is. She found out it's some warehouse couldn't find out where they were originally sent from or who the sender was but she did discover that these Hoka Clifton 9 shoes were sent to me on the Thursday before I went to the shops on the Saturday. Now I didn't talk about running shoes with anyone outside of my immediate family and no one stepped forward so far (laughs) to say they've treated me to 130 quid pair of running shoes. So where did they come from? Who knows? We have literally 
no explanation. And I've not had any emails or contact from anyone asking to me, uh, me to return them. And this is like a week later. So obviously, I'm chuffed to bits. And, you know, I've shared before on the show that I do the old manifestation stuff. So do you know what? I just reckon <laughs> I've gone ahead and manifested these hoka shoes. And I said a big thank you to the universe. But if you have any other suggestions, any more logical explanations that we haven't thought of, and we've really been racking our brains and thinking of everything that you think will explain the mystery of these hoka trainers, then do let me know. <laughs> Bizarre. Anyway, that's not the only magic I'm sharing with you today because I've got a great guest who is going to help you turn your words into gold. How often, when it comes to writing in your business, has the blank page beaten you? I've seen so many people get stopped or never share what they've written because they don't think it's good enough or they're worried about being judged. Or they put stuff out there and get crickets. So it's just like when you speak, in your business writing too, you get amazing confidence uh, boost from knowing that your message is good, that your content will make you stand out and connect with your target audience. And when that happens, I've certainly found that people are excited to put themselves out there, to put their work out there. But the big question is, how do you shift from stuck to successful? How do you go from getting underwhelming results with your business writing to your audience saying, do you know what, this person gets me and my problem. I think I need to work with them. Well, that's where my guest, Kyla Skinner, copywriter and business writing mentor and coach comes in. She helps business owners harness the power of personality to better connect with their audience and stand out in today's increasingly noisy market to attract new clients so that they can grow their business and not hold it back. And the funny thing is, Kyla is a fully accredited introvert. And she herself felt shy and nervous and reluctant about showing her own personality in her writing. But that all changed when she discovered the huge impact it made on growing her own freelance business. Now she is an experienced and award-winning strategic copywriter who's built her copywriting and brand language business, the Jara Consultancy, primarily through word of mouth referrals because she is that good. Over the past 20 years, Kyla has helped to position and promote hundreds of brands, including many big name global market leaders. And today, she also encourages speakers, coaches, consultants, and small business owners to tap into all this insight and expertise via her dedicated membership community, Copy Cafe. So without further ado, let's switch over to the interview. Welcome to the Speaking Club, Kyla Skinner. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Well, this has been a long time in the making. I've been trying to get you on the show for a while, but uh, finally pinned you down. So I'm really happy that you are here. <laughs> so um, first question mm -hmm. is, you admit to being quite shy, a little bit introvert, yep. and yet you talk about daring to be different. and how easy has it been for you to embrace that in your own life and why did you feel it was necessary? Uh, yes, you're right on all counts. It's been quite <laughs> difficult. Um, I guess I'm probably one of the more quieter people in life. Um, uh, go about my, my everyday life in a quite a private way, I guess. You know, I'm comfortable with the people I know, but with complete strangers, uh, it takes me a while to to feel at ease so um yeah when I discovered that I had to kind of step way outside my comfort zone and put myself out there it was slightly challenging shall we say uh, it took me a while a few years in fact um but gradually I got my head around how I was going to do that and worked out the best way to do that for me and my business in a way that 
felt natural and easy for me. So that's that's the key, really, to find a way that works for you. Um, and I felt I had to do it just because it all started when I launched my my freelance writing business um, 20 odd years back, um, first time out freelancing. And I just felt that I was offering the same as a whole load of other people out there, wasn't cutting through, wasn't getting in front of the people that I wanted to be able to work with. So I felt that I had to do something a little bit different and make myself stand out somehow. And I didn't want, because of my personality, I didn't want to do that in a totally outrageous, weird and wacky way that would feel unnatural for me. So I had to find a way to do that for me. And where would you describe the way that you found? I mean, we may come on to that, but yeah, sort of um, right here and it, now. It took a fair few iterations. So back then it was sort of pre-email, I guess. I was sending out letters to uh, creative agencies I wanted to work with. Um, and I was crafting different versions of my introductory letter, trying out different opening lines, trying out different ways that I could show elements of my personality without opening myself up entirely to them um, and adding in sort of little more relaxed ways of writing, I guess writing more as I spoke um, and little quirks that were playful, but not, yeah, not too outrageous. Excellent. I like that. And I mean, I think one of the enemies <laughs> that you talk about that can scupper people when they are using content to educate, inform and basically market their business is bland business writing. How would you define that? Bland business writing. Yeah, it's kind of, for me, it's dull. It's a bit boring. Um, I call it a bit ploddy. It's uninspiring, very generic. It, it does what it says on the tin. It's okay, but it's just okay. Um, there's nothing surprising about it, nothing intriguing about it. There's nothing that really grabs the reader and entices them to step a little bit closer to your world. Mm. I think there's possibly been a, a, a mushrooming of this in some ways since a number of people have jumped onto chat GPT. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that if, what your take on it is. And chat GPT is great for using as like a research assistant, right. but not as, you know, to create your talk or to create your content. I think you can spot it a mile off. I don't know about you. I think you can. And, you know, there'll be some people out there who will use it to write for their business. And because it's it's still better than what they would do otherwise, which is fine. But, yeah, it is, uh, it's modelled on content that's previously out there. Uh, and it just ends up being a bit generic. And, yeah, mm -hmm. you and I can spot it at 10 paces. Um, it, it just doesn't really portray the true elements of your personality. It doesn't align. If you if you publish something written by ChatGPT on your website and then walked into a room and met the same person who just read the website, chances are the two wouldn't align. Yeah. So it's not true to you. No, definitely. Now, which leads me on to the next question, which is something that is true to you is is a is work that shows your personality, which we've talked about. How mm -hmm. much power, you know, do you think it adds to a piece of writing? to show your personality? Loads, makes a huge difference. The impact, the memorability of a piece of writing is hugely affected by the amount of personality that's in it. If you think about it, copy is the very first thing that people will see when they interact with a business, if, especially you know today's digital world. You jump on a website, yes, you see the colors, the graphics, but the words really are how people get a feel for your business. Um, so if you can add just you know, a small element of your personality into that writing, it's going to make a huge difference to the way people perceive your business. And I always say that the way that you write brings your business to life mm. or switches people off in seconds. Because if you get it wrong, if it doesn't connect with your audience, with your ideal client, then that's it. You've wasted the opportunity. They're going to go somewhere else in an instant these days. I think, you know, you've got something like seven seconds mm. to, to make an impression maximum these days um so you really need to be able to get that personality and the impact across as as quickly as you can um, and in a way that will differentiate your business at the same time it's quite a tall order 
Yeah, definitely. And I think, I don't know about you, because I know, and we're going to talk about Copy Cafe in a little bit. So I know that you work with similar people, you know, in a sense that, than I do, looking at from a different angle. Mm-hmm. One of the things I think also gets in the way of people being able to write in a way that connects and attracts and shares their personality is not being clear on the messaging because you know we we tend to get too close to our thing or we have this expert mindset and we don't you know we need to understand where our audience is in terms of communicating what we do in a way that connects with them and I think this really can stop people from feeling confident because you know maybe they try it once and they don't get a response or they get crickets and and that puts them off is is that something you come across yeah definitely it's all about confidence isn't it and on the flip side that fear of getting it wrong or sounding not quite right or not sounding the way that you want to come across to your audience um yeah absolutely it's it's all bound into the worry that we have about how we're going to be perceived and yeah it it, it shouldn't be difficult or daunting it's it's just writing for your business in a way that's true to you but it's something that small business owners haven't been taught typically um it's it's something we pick up as we go along you know you you and me included Mm. um and it, it does take a while to get used to the difference between what you see with in what you have written for your business and what someone else reads into that yeah. Um, so there's always going to be a bit of a mismatch there. Um, so you you have to yeah, get outside your own business and look at it from a different angle. And that's so hard to do when you're so close to everything because as small business owners, we're constantly juggling so many things, not just writing for our business, but wearing all sorts of different hats and getting the headspace to step outside of that and look at it as an outsider is very, very difficult. And yeah, we all need a little bit of help to do that. Absolutely. I mean, I have people help me, you have people help mm-hmm. you, even though this is kind of what we do. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just we need that external perspective to challenge and to, you know, to to get us to sort of step into our clients and customers' shoes to see things from their perspective. So yeah. yeah. Excellent. So I wondered if you could give me, because you know, we can talk about it, brand writing and one with personality but it it might be useful to have an example of each so that people can actually see that contrast is there an example you could give us of of both so we can see that or hear that so yeah I mean it's always going to be a bit subjective isn't it Mm. um I should say that up front um for me just very generally bland business writing versus personality driven copy is largely based on functional versus emotional um and just often passive voice versus active voice that's sort of a a key way to differentiate between the two um some examples that i like to use um so there's a, a couple of headlines for example um one in the in the finance space outsourced finance space so financial tools and insights to get ahead is one headline another headline is make informed decisions not bad ones yeah and you instantly it's it's that difference between the the functional and the emotional you instantly get the impression that the second business is much more on your side has maybe got a little bit more to offer is going to be more understanding is going to help you rather than just give you a product or a service definitely definitely i mean we it's getting the difference between those two and this is something that we've talked about before and something that I've talked about on this show before is there is a a story in the second one there's a narrative like you can there's a story implied a whole world behind it right that people can can sort of get versus you know a set of almost like facts if you like or you know in the first one and that's that like you're right the functional versus the emotional but it is possible to craft like something that does project that story and context in in a very short space of time. It pra- takes yeah. practice, but it, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came across a headline the other day, actually, um, for 
cars, SUVs. Um, one headline was discover the new, something like the new stylish feature-packed SUV. And then if you compare that to something like get out there, which is a line I wrote a little while back for Subaru, in three words, the, I mean, the difference is just huge. Definitely. You feel just it, that emotional connection. And as you said, the implication of something more behind it and the fact that you're going to be enabled with a particular type of car over another. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quite simple, but there's there's a lot of subtlety built into it. Yeah, definitely. And that they're brilliant examples. You can definitely feel like you can feel the pull of the second one, especially right. if you you do want to, you know, if you've been thinking about going on an adventure or you're an out, outdoors person, you know. So yeah, absolutely. Really, really good examples there. So we talked a little bit, I referenced uh Copy Cafe. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me more about that and what was the trigger for creating that? Because you do have two businesses essentially, don't you? Effectively, yes. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so I, I run a, a consult copywriter consultancy business um, for, the, for the majority of my time. And I've been running that for 20 years. Um, and then when I, I moved out to the countryside 10 years ago and started networking locally just to get myself established in a new area. And I was meeting all these small business owners and they were hugely interested in the fact that I was a copywriter and maybe I could help them with writing for their business. Um, and as soon as I got talking with them about the sort of work I was doing, so I'm doing a lot of strategic brand positioning and messaging work and it all digs a little bit deeper um it's quite a, a specialist area of copywriting they they were thrilled with the fact that I could help them and as soon as I mentioned my rates they kind of fell off their chairs so um <laughs> I realized and yeah I'm a small business owner as well I have small business budgets so I I realized there was that disconnect I wanted to be able to help them because they were all in need of some copywriting support and I could clearly see that and I just thought, actually, there's, there, there is a way I can blend my two worlds, basically, and bring all of my 20 plus years of expertise and experience together in a package that's purposefully built to meet the needs of small business owners. So it's it's flexible, so they can dip in and out of it as and when they want to. It's cost effective, so it meets their small budget needs. And it gives them what they need when they need it, rather than them having to sign up to you know, six months of working with me if they don't want to do that, because as small business owners, you know, our needs do change from one month to the next, sometimes from one week to the next. You want to be able to access the support that you know you need in a way that works for you as and when you need it to work for you. So Copy Cafe brings all of this together in effectively offering tailored support and dedicated input time from me, but in a way that works for small businesses. Um, so you can dip into various resources. You can access time with me. You know, each week there's there's dedicated input time with me and you can buy extra power hours or whatever to suit um, the writing that you're doing for your business. Maybe one week you just want to use it effectively as a sounding board session. The next you want me to write half your website copy for you. That's all doable. You just have to uh, talk to me about the challenges and we'll, we'll find a way to, to make that work. And how long did you agonize about the, the name of it? <laughs> uh, not too long actually I wanted it it's called copy cafe because I wanted to reflect the yeah the very informal sort of drop in have a chat get what yeah. you need from it and head off again community feel of it that vibe um you know with me it's you know it's very much what you get what you see um very down to earth very practical so yeah it's designed to be very accessible really uh so yeah it didn't take me too long with the name registered <laughs> it took a little bit longer um, but yeah, it took me maybe best part of a year to sort of bring all this thinking, all the ideas together and to work out how I was going to deliver it um, and then launch it. So, yeah. Fantastic. And what sorts of results have you seen, you know, sort of the transformation uh, from those small business owners who have stepped out of their comfort zone to share more of themselves in their copy? It comes back to connection, really. Um, everyone's getting better connections with their audiences and within those audiences a lot more of their ideal clients so it's all about yeah making those emotional connections feeling a better flow um, in what you're writing when you when you're more comfortable with writing with personality and impact everything suddenly just feels far easier when you're writing in a way that's true to you you don't have to be something you're not. You don't have to write a certain way just because you're writing for your business. It has to be business-like. You can just 
just write in a way that works for you and knows you know works for your audience as well because you know what they need um so you're speaking directly to them and it just flows better it builds that no like trust factor from the start in a very natural and easy way so yeah people are finding that they are bringing more people into their world and people are sort of are saying yes you know i identify with that and that's exactly what i was looking for and oh that sounded really good to me and oh yes you nailed that that's exactly how i'm feeling mm. so it, it is about that connection really yeah and presumably you know from that place i would imagine more leads more sales you Absolutely. know, in, you yeah. know if not immediately but because that relationship has because, been created yeah, exactly it makes the whole sales process far easier doesn't it you don't really have to sell as such you just have to prove that they're right to put their trust in you um and that yeah that's that relationship is based on on the know and like bit of it as yeah. much as the, the eventual trust yeah absolutely absolutely cool okay now i wondered if you could share some tips maybe three for how to get more personality into your writing in a way that does feel natural and not forced as we've been talking about okay so there's three things you three elements of of writing an effective way that you want to nail basically you want you want ease um, of writing and which is all about the clarity both when you're writing and the clarity of your readers as well you want to get the personality element across um, and you want to get impact across which is all about making something memorable um, and when you combine those three, that gives you the confidence and your reader the confidence as well. So that's a good little um, way to think about it. And to do that, um, writing as you speak is an obvious one. It's not always easy to do. Um, sometimes when we speak, we're a bit too relaxed. So I often advise people to spend, say, 20% of the time just brain dumping what they want to say, getting it out onto a screen or onto a, a voice note if that suits you better, and then spend 70%-ish of the time editing it and finessing it and switching language around and working out exactly what you want, what messages you want to get across and what's going to work, and then 10% proofreading. So thinking of things when you when you think about having to write an about page for your website, for example that can often feel quite overwhelming. So don't think of it as a writing task, but think of it as an editing task, which is a lot easier for some people. So spend that 20% just brain dumping and then spend longer on the editing task. Um, so that works well. And if you're writing as you speak, yeah, you just want to brain dump it all and then smooth over that language and work it through. Asking questions is another good tip. So speak to your reader directly, just a single person. Have the pen sketch of that person in your mind and speak just to that person and ask questions of them in your copy because that will make it engaging. Mm. And think about the the style of your language as well. The, your word choices is something quite simple, really. Um, but if you say, for example, I help small business owners do this versus I enable small business owners to do this, the I help is much more natural sounding, much more friendly sounding much more accessible. So um, a simple word switch makes a big difference there. Sometimes it can be more subtle than that even. Being known for certain words, certain phrases. You use the word cracking, for example. Exactly. You know, I'm very familiar with that. There are certain words and phrases that I use all the time. And actually there are styles of punctuation even that I use very frequently that I can become known for in a way. So mm. over time, people who are familiar with my writing we'll see those punctuation marks crop up quite a lot in my writing. So it's almost, it's a bit like personal branding via punctuation. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's almost like, yeah, it's, it is like it becomes your signature, almost like, a, you know, they have those shows where people have a, a catchphrase. Uh, yeah. In a sense, you're, you know, you're building that sort of thing up. So people know that it's you. Uh, exactly that, yeah. It. Yeah, we all have various marketing messages that will be become known for. And eventually, if you were taken out of the context and someone was shown a piece of writing with those catchphrases in it, you'd want the reader to think of you. Mm. Yeah, that's the idea. I, mean, I do. I like them when they are sort of 
they come about naturally and organic. I'm not a massive fan, I have to say, of these sort of self-appointed titles that you see. I and mean, this is just my personal preference, but I I would struggle to call myself the queen of anything or, yeah, uh, you, you know, I just... Um, yeah. Find, find those quite challenging so if you're listening and you are the queen of something you go for it and it's this is the whole thing it's horses for courses but I I just personally that wouldn't feel right with sit right with me so yeah absolutely that it's got to work for you it's got to work for your audience as well not just you but yeah I'm, I'm with you in that camp yeah maybe I'm just not own maybe I should be I should be the you queen queen of something I should just own it and and go for it but um if, if you if you think I should be the queen of something you're listening to this show um by feel free to message me on LinkedIn and tell me what you think it, I should be the queen of I don't mind what you come up with it might make me laugh to be fair so I'm not precious so anyway right I'm <laughs> back to today um Cool. Thank you for sharing those uh, those tips. So there's some really good stuff there, and I think that will make the difference to people. Yeah, I now, think generally other- marketing is is a really long game, or it can be a really yeah. long game, can't it? But there are little things that you can do in your writing that will make just a massive difference. Sometimes even overnight, you know, if you if you do start to think about it, it doesn't have to be rocket science and something huge project that you embark on. It's something you can make simple changes very, very quickly. And it can have a huge impact on the way it changes your writing and the the way it changes that connection, potential connection you have with people. Definitely. And I think you hit on a really good point there that I think also can sabotage people. So it is a long game. You know, it's very unusual for someone to buy within the first 30 days, because we think just because I'm ready to sell, you're ready to buy. And that's not the case. You know, I remember hearing a story from someone that I've worked with who who fell in love with a certain type of mattress and he desperately wanted this mattress. But at the time he was a digital nomad, you know, sort of staying in Airbnbs, sofa surfing. There's like no offer, no way that he was ever going to buy because he wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. But if you can build that trust and relationship with your audience and just keep in front of them when they are ready to buy, you're the one that they're going to come to. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. So really, really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the other thing, this is the speaking club. So Mm -hmm. I did want to touch on this because uh, I think it will be good for people to hear this from you. You recently, well, not too recently now, it's a little while ago now, but created your own signature talk because you wanted you speaking uh-huh. to share more about specifically the coffee cafe were there any surprises for you in the content creation for speaking yes yes there were um which is kind of hard for me to admit as a copywriter because actually you know i, I write video scripts for clients all the time um and they come across when i see the recorded version they are matched for the speaker's voice and speaking style and they work perfectly but then as soon as I try and do that for my own business I fall flat on my face um it's because you're so close to everything all the time so actually adapting what I had written for verbal delivery was a challenge and something I definitely needed your help with um because you know I naturally turn to to writing first and I'm very happy to to craft what I write but then there's a, there's a difference between delivering a talk and delivering, you know, a finely honed piece of writing that will engage from start to finish in the written form. Um, so, yeah, I struggled with that a little bit, but you gave me some excellent help on that. So, yeah, it was all to do with me being too close to my business, as we all are. And it, it yeah. takes takes something to admit that um, and to realise that you you have to lose certain elements of, you know, what in, in my case I'd carefully crafted it just didn't come across when I was delivering that content verbally. It just didn't work as well as it would have done in the written form. Um, so, yeah, I had to be a little little bit less precious about that and lose some bits. So, yeah, you really helped me with that. And also with the 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 pace and the energy of what I'm delivering as well and getting across the fact that I could pause for a few seconds. <laughs> and that felt like a lifetime. Um, and all these little tricks that you know you're so familiar with that were completely new to me, 
yeah, that was all hugely, hugely useful. Well, you've been absolutely killing it in terms of your talk. <laughs> One of my star clients, the results you've been getting when you speak, of, I mean, you, I think that to be fair, there was, you know, regardless of how confident you felt, because I know that you didn't like it. Mm-hmm. It's but, not think, one of my favorite things. No, <laughs> but you, you know, I think there was, you know, there's, 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 the natural part was there. Yeah. Um, but you've been absolutely getting some. What sort of results have you been getting with your with your speaking? Well, everyone seems to love it. Um, so I'm <laughs> going to have to carry on doing it. I'm afraid. Um, yeah, I I still feel slightly petrified, but people seem to feel that I come across in a very natural, very easy way, which is. Yeah, my intent that's what I want to feel like when I'm presenting as well um, I want to show people the real me so yeah you do get the little asides you do get my particular brand of brain coming into the talk um, and everything seems to go very well someone once said that she could listen to me for hours and I was like no 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 45 minutes is absolutely plenty thank you <laughs> um the second time I delivered it, um, I converted 40% of the audience, which was um, to a little offer that I'd put in at the end for Copy Cafe membership. Um, so that that was really good because actually that felt a yeah. little bit tricky to me. We worked on that that mm-hmm. invitation within the talk towards the end. Um, and that did require a bit of work because it, it felt very unnatural to me in the first instance. And we worked on it and got to the point where I was comfortable making the invitation to step a bit closer and trial membership. So we did that in a way that didn't feel salesy um, and and clearly came across quite well. Yeah, you've had great, great success. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, making that transition. But if you do it right, it can absolutely feel natural and authentic to you and like no one's being pitched to. It's simply an invitation. You know, this is what... Yeah. yeah, and and you have to do it because you you invest all the time and the energy and the effort in putting together a talk. You know, it, it was no small feat for me. So you have to then invite people to step a little bit closer to you at the end of that, and 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 invite them to do business with you um, if it's right for them at that particular time. Mm. Um, otherwise, it's it's a wasted opportunity, isn't it? So you have to <laughs> have to be brave and and put yourself out there a little bit. Definitely, and I think with the talk and like with a strong piece of writing potentially it is possible to take someone around the whole customer acquisition journey in in a good strong definitely in a talk and I think also you you probably have a view on this on in a good piece of writing it is possible to do that yeah yeah absolutely as long as they're feeling comfortable at every step and understanding you know why you're doing it and how you've helped other people and how you can help them and so they can envisage that transformation effectively um, and and get a feel for what it'd be like working with you, which is why it's so important to to use your personality yeah. and to show that at all times, because you know that's what they're buying into effectively. So yeah. you, you need to do that in a in a way that's very genuine. Yeah, and I th- I mean I I've come across clients of mine, and I don't know if you've come across this, and I think it's worth mentioning. There's there's people that will put a lot of great content out there, educational content, um, even relationship building content but they'll never actually ask their mm. list to work with them, yeah. which is like, you know, that's a piece of the puzzle that I think you've got to do with, you know, in, in certainly in copy, I feel, I don't know if, what your belief is around that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know what you're running a business at the end of the day, you, you've got to ask for that business. You've got to show people how they can work with you and, you know, maybe offer them, several different ways to work with you or little stepping stones towards a bigger piece of work. Um, but yeah, you have to have to invite them into your world because uh, otherwise it's it's too much onus on them to make the move and too many people get distracted and move on to something else to do that yeah. day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I think if you, and if you're just educating uh, your clients, you're not, you know, you're basically not building the relationship. You're educating someone else's customer effectively. And Absolutely. if you don't ask for the business, you are, you're losing people. Yeah. So is that something that you have to handhold people in Copy Cafe uh, a little bit on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it, it's all about building that relationship, isn't it? With with that end goal in mind, you know, no one wants to be overly commercial about it. But at the end of the day, that's why we are all in business. It's got to, there's got to be a benefit for us. Um, so yeah, you have to show people how 
how you can lead them through that journey, basically. And mm. sometimes that can be really subtle, just hinting at elements of transformation and the difference you can make with whatever business, yeah, whatever you're offering within your business. But yeah, being being able to put your personality out there without being too salesy, mm. without being too too extrovert, too over the top, too pushy. These are all concerns that I hear on quite a frequent basis. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is something that, that I always say, which is if you, and I believe this, if you think you believe yourself that you have a product or a service that can positively impact someone's life and yet you're not making that invitation you're doing them them a disservice you know in some ways it's quite selfish you know right. as well yeah. so that's that's what I believe absolutely I mean there are tons of ideal clients out there who could really do with working with you yeah whatever reason and if you if you're not showing them how they can do that and occasionally inviting them to do that yeah then yeah that that's your bad yeah definitely good well, thank you for sharing all that stuff. Is there anything else that you want to talk about on sharing your personality in your writing, daring to be different before we go on to our standard questions? Just that it doesn't have to be difficult or daunting. I understand that it is. I totally understand that it, that it is. That's where I came from in the first place. But there are ways of making it work for you. It's just about finding the right way to do that. And if you do do that and write with personality and impact, it's it's a tried and trusted way to build better connections with your audience and to, to bring people closer to your world. So it's definitely worth trying. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. Cool. Okay, let me switch into my standard questions. <laughs> now, this is the speaking club. So what's the best thing that speaking has done for you? Uh, opened up new audiences. Uh, it's it's basically a new a new marketing channel for me uh, one that I know works very well regardless of how I feel about it <laughs> like I say I'm still coming to terms with the fact that I uh, probably need to be doing it because it does work so well so yeah it's it's not something I feel entirely comfortable with yet but I know it works really well for for me and my business so um, yeah just opening up my world brilliant and have you had any speaking experiences uh, recently or in the past where you're like oh my goodness I just I'd like to forget about that <laughs> forever touch wood no not yet um <laughs> I've had a couple of occasions where I've kind of gone off piste and I've uh, been frantically scrabbling inside to try to remember what I wanted to say next and hoping that that would all come together before the audience noticed but the, the, they didn't and it did come on back on track so that's that's good yeah that's that's brilliant and you know at the end of the day as we always say the audience doesn't know what you're planning to say so you know you can have a bit of bit of uh space there to 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 maneuver if that does happen so that's great right next question what's the book that's had most impact on your life and why Mm, okay um so I've got two if that's okay one uh, one novel one business book um, I don't actually read so much these days, just because I guess I'm, I'm looking at a screen and reading words day in, day out. Um, but I do like thrillers. And I'm actually rereading at the moment one of my favourite novels, which is The Blue Place by Nicola Griffith. All um, right. It's a very strong female lead. Yeah, kind of a suspense novel it's billed as. The, the writing is just phenomenal, really evocative and very descriptive in places, but without being rambling. And it's written first person, so you get to be the hero throughout the story. And it's just it's just very moving, very intense. And you just come away years later, you remember the the people and the places, and you you get the feel of kind of immense capability at times and sort of you feel your fingertips fizzing because you're you're that close to everything and the descriptions are just so um vivid. It's yeah, amazing piece of writing. That sounds fab. And I, I'm interested. I really recommend that. But you'll definitely yeah. need the, the sequel. You'll need that on hand immediately because <laughs> you just will. Trust me on that. <laughs> that sounds brilliant. And it, so it's interesting that you're rereading it because you know. Yeah, I've reread it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So I know the story. But yeah, I just, I really enjoy reading it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'll definitely yeah. put a link to that in the show notes and I'll, I'll def- check that out myself. And the yeah. other book? 
the other book, there's a, a business book. Um, this is going back a few years when I studied um, international business in Germany at university. I kind of deviated from the, the standard business text a little bit. I found this book called Maverick by Ricardo Semler. Um, and, it, I think. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's become an international bestseller since. But at the time, it was a real eye-opener. He basically um, took charge of a, a, a massive Brazilian, I think it was a conglomerate company, um, and just radically changed the way it was run. So it was all about corporate re-engineering, really. But he basically put, yeah, completely radical processes in place, um, got all his employees on board at a time of um, great unrest, and just did things very, very differently. And at that time, when I was studying as well, it just gave me the insight that as long as you were doing things in a different way to make a positive difference, then, yeah, absolutely, as long as everyone was on board with that, you could do things differently it didn't have to be a certain way just because it was the business way um so yeah you can you can set out to stand out basically definitely you can dare to be different indeed. There you go. yeah <laughs> yeah early insight <laughs> um now you might have got it from this book i don't know what's the best bit of business advice you've had and why that has to be just be you um because yeah there's there's no point trying to be someone you're not um, I think probably as small business owners at some point we've all come across that the temptation mm-hmm. to follow suit um, to do the same as you know something someone else is doing just because it looks impressive from from your perspective but I think you've just got to do what works for you it take you a while to find what works for you but you know stay in your own lane be true to you um, and that will pay dividends in the long run in terms of appealing to your particular audience you know it's it's making the right impression on the right people for you basically Mm. only you can do that in the way that is uniquely yours definitely and I think there is that temptation you know to want to work with everyone but I guess almost it's just occurred to me that if we in some senses you wouldn't want to be friends with everyone like there's some discernment there Mm -hmm. and it doesn't hurt to apply that sort of similar approach to clients because not everyone will be a fit for you, you know, and you won't want to work with everyone. So I think being, you know, just speak, trying to speak to those people who, you know, you really want to work with as well, because there's that aspect to it. Cause we, ha- you know, I've worked with some people that it's not been pleasant and I'm sure. Oh, you yeah. Have. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure. We are. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you have to kind of pitch your business and your, your proposition on, on who you are and how you do what you do, not not what you do, I think. Mm, absolutely. Okay, last question then. If you could have one mentor, and they can be alive or dead, fictional or non-fictional, who would you choose and why? Hmm, okay. Well, I'm I'm kind of tempted to go with Ted Lasso just because I've oh, been I love Ted the Lasso. last <laughs> three, three series. Um, I was kind of... Came quite late to the game for that one, but because it blends two of my favourite things, football and personality, I, I quite like that. I like his his humour and his humility. Um, but I think actually I'll go for Dr. Seuss because everything that he created was just so well playful, but hugely perceptive, really inspiring, but also reassuring in equal measure. And there's so many great life lessons in in those cartoons, really, um, and the the silliness. It just makes it all so accessible. But yeah, like I said, hugely intelligent and lots of perceptive thinking behind it all. Um, so that's something that that I I always look to emulate and you know offer that same insight, but in a very accessible way in my life and through the sort of the copy cafe vibe as well. So yeah, that Love would be that. my choice. Love that. I didn't know you were a fan of football, playing or watching. Oh, yes. Well, a bit of both actually. Oh. Uh, in, in days gone by, I, I played quite a lot. And yeah, definitely watch quite a lot too. <laughs> excellent, excellent. There you go. I'll have to chat to you about that another time. There cool. Um, well, Kyla, thank you so much um, for sharing all of that stuff today. Is there anything else you feel you need to say at this point in order to call the interview complete? Just that there's huge power in in harnessing your personality and using that within your writing. And I'd urge people to go out, try it, try different ways, um, either on your own or with the help you think you might need and just explore. It's fun. Cool. And people can hook up with you on LinkedIn. 
You're on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Like yep. LinkedIn. Anywhere else? Um, uh, the Copy Cafe website, copycafe.co.uk. All the links are on there. Cool. And we'll put those in the show notes too. Smashing. It's been lovely talking to you. Have a great rest of your day. And thanks again for sharing that stuff with us. Thank you. There you go. I love Kyla. She's what I call a WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. I know that people who work with her love her and I also really enjoyed working with her to get her talk out there too because this is a really important message to get out there for people to see what will make the difference to them in their business writing. And essentially, we do have a very similar mission and message that we bring to our different disciplines. I hope that you got a huge amount of value from what Kyla shared with us today and it's given you ideas and inspiration to bring out your personality more in your writing. And if you did, then please do go and say hi to Kyla. Uh, She'll be on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook too, I think. And do check out the Copy Cafe. There's a link in the show notes to that and it's a brilliant resource for solopreneurs and small business owners to use to grow your business. Okie dokie. Thank you so much again for choosing to listen to The Speaking Club. And if you got value, I'd so appreciate it if you'd take a couple of minutes to leave an honest rating or review over at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC or wherever you're listening, whether that be on Spotify Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, or one of the podcast apps. I'll catch you next time. But until then, you know what I'm going to say. Don't forget to go out and grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. It's a nightmare. You're an expert with so much to say. But now that you've been booked to speak you're struggling to know exactly what to talk about. You want a talk that engages the audience and wins you new clients without you losing your personality or anyone feeling pitched to. But what happens when you sit down to create that talk is that you end up staring at a blank page for ages or worse, surrounded by hundreds of sticky notes with content that you could include. With so much material, you just don't know where to start or finish. Don't worry, because many experts like you face exactly the same challenge. And that's why I created the Blank Page to Stage Guide. In just 50 minutes, this breakthrough resource is going to help you identify the big idea of your message, make it relatable for the audience that you're speaking to, and convey it all in a way that gets the audience inspired and on board with your idea. And it works even if you have tons of material or your subject feels less than exciting. If you want to cut through swathes of content and get a talk that you're excited to share, your audience loves and wins you new clients, then grab your blank page to stage guide from saraharcher.co.uk slash new guide hyphen TSC. Oh, I forgot to say, it's completely free. Enjoy. Enjoy.